You are listening to the Blooming Inspired Podcast Network. We exist to empower the voices of women who live their lives blooming alive through podcast community. Now, here is your host. Blooming Inspired Podcast, equipping and empowering the voices of women who live their lives blooming alive. Good morning. This is Michelle Bentham, host of Blooming Inspired Podcast, and I am coming to you this morning with just a passion in my heart to read through Psalm 119 um, for as long as that takes. And I'm, I have a few more testimonies like the one I shared about John Wesley that I want to bring to you about some women of faith. Um, people like Mariah Woodworth Etter, people like Amy Simple McPherson, people like um, the woman who invited William Seymour out to Azusa Street to speak. Uh, I'm also thinking about uh, Heidi Baker and Catherine Kuhlman. These are these are women who have led the way. If we want some more, Heidi Baker is more of a contemporary. Um, who have led the way in pursuing God and seeking His passion and His purpose. Carol Arnott has a tremendous testimony about what happened when the Toronto blessing or the Toronto outpouring occurred um, in her church community. And Stacy Campbell is another. She has written a book called Ecstatic Prayer and Ecstatic Prophecy. And she is phenomenal and she comes from a Baptist background where she didn't even believe in the charismatic gifts if so to speak she didn't believe that the things that happened at Pentecost could happen again she didn't believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit but her husband was a, a Baptist minister uh, by her words she quote said that He transcribed weekly John MacArthur's sermons and then taught them to his church there in Canada. He became hungry for revival and invited some prophets to their church to minister to their leadership. This is my memory of how I understood her to say it. And they had this one man and they began to minister to him and he began to cry. So they took him into a private room. And she said that she was very legalistic, very critical. She was judging the whole thing and remembers the most holy thought she had was she should have given him some Kleenex. When, while she was sitting to the side, just observing the ministry time with this man, her leg began to shake and she put her hand on it to stop it. So the other one began to shake and then her whole body began to shake. Then this, she felt like this wind was coming from her insides, and she put her hand over her mouth, and the wind blew. Well, she it was she clenched her teeth, and it made her 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 cheeks flap, and so then she put her hand over her mouth, and her mouth, her hand, the wind blew her hand off of her mouth, and she began to speak in a very rich prayer language. And her last statement after sharing that testimony is, and I don't believe in it. So I want to challenge what you believe today. I was t- uh, uh, in my secret place visits um, in 2014. I went away on a retreat with God and some ladies where I was sharing some of the creative stuff. And I think this is this has been a key that I have avoided. I'm going to be just transparent with you. Um, It's been a key that I have avoided 
simply because I struggled with reading the scripture, but God really put Psalm 119 into my heart to read and understand in 2014. Like I said, it was in March. I had been on this trip away with some ladies, and while I was away, he really kind of defined and set me into this position that he's given me. And I'm not going to labor on that long, but it's why I've come to this place at Blooming Inspired Network where I'm passionate about equipping and empowering women, um, especially to lead, but to walk in their role and reign in Christ wherever that may be. And um, he put this in my heart, and so I began to write out every word of Psalm 119 in my journal And as I wrote them out, I would go, but that's not me. But that's not me. Like, these scriptures are not describing who I feel like I am. And so I got through the first 20 verses, which I'm praying we're getting through more than 20 verses. I got through the first 20 verses of this psalm and I quit reading. And I did it about four times and I wrestled with God about it. I had conversations with Him about it. And then a few weeks ago, my friend and I were talking about revival. We were, we were discussing the book, When Heaven Invades Earth. And I was like, I want to do a word search on revival. And so I began to look up verses in scripture. She was out of town on a trip with her husband. And I was uh, sitting at my desk doing some of the things I do on a daily basis. And so I, be- I pulled out uh, my, my tablet and I put in Google uh, a word search for revival. And a lot of verses in Psalm 119 were coming up talking about revival. I got very excited and I began to read through these scriptures and I was reading them aloud to my friend on the phone and I was like, we need to do this word search on revival. And so that's kind of how we've landed here. I want to add to this that as I was reading about the Azusa Street Revival, Um, John Wesley's testimony particularly, and some of the other testimonies, one of the common themes is all of them were what they considered in the holiness movement or the great awakenings. When the Holy Spirit came upon people in power and it made them hungry for the righteousness of God, they were pursuing the holiness and the righteousness of God. And so As we read Psalm 119, I want you to listen for the resonance of this idea of pursuing righteousness and pursuing holiness through the Word of God. And I want to remind you that the Word of God is the person of Jesus Christ. And so before we get started, I want to flip over in the voice translation because this was the translation that I was beginning to read in where I didn't find that I saw myself in this passage of Scripture. I want to read this introduction, and then I want to look at the word iniquity as it appears in Psalm 6 in the the Hebrew. And so um, I'm, 
I'm really excited about our reading. God, thank you. I thank you that, that as we read your word, you are going to resonate with us. You are going to um, do what is right in our hearts. You are going to bring our hearts into righteous understanding. And so, Lord, I pray that your will would be accomplished through this reading. And so, as we read today, Lord, impart what you want us to hear. Give us eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart to know you. Holy Spirit, speak as you will, um, so that your servants may hear, for we are listening. Psalm 119 in the voice, the introduction says, is the longest psalm in the collection. It is a hymn of praise and appreciation for God's instructions to his people. You see, God not only called Israel to be his people and gave them a wonderful land, but he gave them a blueprint for living. The Hebrew word for that is Torah sometimes translated law or teachings. In Torah, God tells them how to structure their lives and communities so that they will live long, prosperous lives in the land He has given them. As you read through the psalm, you will notice words like law, teachings, precepts, words, decrees, and commands. Each of these words is a synonym highlighting some attribute of God's instructions to His people. Another memorable feature of this psalm is its form. The psalmist constructs his hymn as an elaborate acrostic poem that moves artfully through each letter of the Hebrew alphabet. Essentially, all the elements of this psalm combine to emphasize the importance of God's word to his people, to the praise and the glory of the one true God. So the first eight verses are the Aleph, the first letter of the Hebrew alphabet. And when it says that is an emphasis on the Word of God. Do you realize that God very specifically chose the Hebrew Chaldee language as the primary language of the Old Testament? And He chose the Koine Greek as the primary language of the New Testament. The Old Testament language, that Hebrew language, is very picturesque in nature. It paints a picture for us. While the Koine Greek is a military language developed by Alexander the Great, and it is set in place because he led vast armies from very different cultures, very different regions of the world, and they all had different languages, and he developed this language with very specific meaning for words, so no one would doubt or question his command. See, and, and so when they write this acrostic proem using each letter of the alphabet, that means that each letter, uh, each verse of this uh, passage begins with that Aleph sound. And so why don't we just start by reading the first eight verses in the voice translation, which was the translation I was struggling to see myself in. Then I want to read... Um, a little bit of it in the New King James, and then we're going to wrap up by reading those same eight verses in the Passion Translation. And I want to highlight that when I want to gain understanding, I go to several different translations. I go to a solid uh, translation that I believe is true to the integrity of what God says, then I go to the translations that are easier for me to read and, and, and I align with 
with my passion and my heart towards God. And so it's all interpreted from the same documents, though. That's what I want you to hear. It's all interpreted from those original transcripts and manuscripts that were written out on papyrus by hand over time. Verse 1, happy are the people who walk with integrity, who live according to the teachings of the eternal. Happy are the people who keep his decrees and pursue him wholeheartedly. These are the people who do nothing wrong. And that's where I hit a road bump. That word, that phrase, who do nothing wrong. Because I know that my heart is sinful and desperately wicked. And that even as a believer, that there are lies that I believed that lead me to do the wrong things. There are, there are patterns in my life that are wrought with sin. And I'm like thinking, that is, that is hard for me to get my mind around. That Hebrew word is avlah, avlah. A-V-L-A-H is the transliteration. It means un injustice, unrighteousness, wrong. Okay? It, it, you can't get around it. It also can indicate violence or violent injustice. It's what is unjust or wicked or wrong or wrongdoing. Do you understand? It's translated 33 times in the scriptures. Of those, the most translated word for of law is violence. Violence. In the New King James Version, and I don't think for time's sake we will read that today, but in the New King James Version, it's that word iniquity. Remember, he was wounded for our transgressions and bruised for our iniquity, and by his stripes we are healed. That's what the prophet Isaiah said. That's all the time we have today, but be sure to tune in Tuesday to hear the rest of our reading of Psalm 119, 1 through 8, and we'll continue to make progress reading through the Psalms each episode as we work out the next few weeks and months this year. Um, I'm grateful for those of you who are tuning in. I want to say thank you. I also want to remind you that myself, Michelle Bentham, is doing a your reset. And what that is, is we're, we're, we're pausing in the middle of the year, just before the middle of the year gets here. We're, we're creating a system that works with our digital media, like our calendars and our task reminders that are already on our phones, not something you have to purchase in addition to it. And creating a system that works for you, that becomes a life experience, legacy building tool that tracks not only the events and activities of your life, but the common thread of God running through all of those things that are important to you. I've been using mine for a few weeks now, and I am completely um, in a changed place with it. I'm starting to deliver things on time on a regular basis, and I'm looking forward to what God's going to do through this workshop. We're going to look at things like your strength set, your personality type, your spiritual gifts, um, your emotional quotient, uh, your Enneagram, which is your core motivation, 
and results. And all of those assessments are paid assessments that are included in the price of the registration. The cost is $300. You can register by going to michellebenthamcreates.com and clicking the mid-year reset registration button at the top of the page. And once you've submitted that registration, you'll be invoiced according to the payment plan that you've selected. There are payment plans where you can make one, two, or three payments for the workshop. You also get my page templates. Um, I've been building page templates on my computer. I've been printing them out on stickers and putting them in a sketchbook journal that I bought from Michaels. And so um, I have, I'm, I'm using it in a couple of different ways. And so, but I'll be sharing all about that and sharing the details of how I'm transitioning what I'm doing in my journal to my digital calendar. So I'm going to be doing most of my quarterly planning in my digital calendar and then transferring that to my paper calendar each month. And so I am very excited. In case you can't tell, I'm very excited about this. It's changing my life. I pray you would come along. If you haven't accomplished what you set out to do um, by now from January the 1st, you need a mid-year reset. You need it because you have gotten off of track off track from where you felt like God was taking you in the beginning of the year. And so I want to encourage you, jump into this mid-year reset opportunity. There's a visual planner workshop on our Facebook page uh, at Blooming Inspired. I've shared it there. And I've also got it at Michelle Bentham Creates on Facebook as well. There's an event link on Michelle Bentham Creates for the uh, mid-year reset workshop. So Anyway, I just wanted to, to push that out there and encourage you and say to you that I love you so much. I'm so grateful you've come on the journey with us. I pray for everyone within the sound of my voice daily. And uh, I just want to remind you that blooming where you're planted is the first step to living your wildest dreams. So live your lives blooming alive. Thank you for listening to the Blooming Inspired Podcast on the Blooming Inspired Podcast Network. This show airs Tuesdays and Thursdays at 11 a.m. Central Time. Please take a moment to like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. You can also learn more about this podcast, its network, or the ministries of Blooming Inspired Network by visiting bloominginspirednetwork.com and clicking the podcast link at the top of the page.